Another episode of House to House. It is your boy Kyler. Across me, as always, the guy who picked a pack of pickup peppers and Doc Ock's favorite guy. Hello, Peter. It never, ever, ever, ever stops getting old for me. I mean, I I was saying on Twitter that you know this this gif. Oh, this clip now speaks so much to me now. It's it's fantastic. There's um, so many memes of the Hello Peter. On I know, right? And it's all having my name. <laughs> you should go to get your deep pull down and make yourself Peter Parker Lim. Oh! And my favourite superhero is Spider-Man from young. And and Peter's favourite hero is not Spider-Man, so... Uh, it was Spider-Man from young, lah, and then I grew up. <laughs> <Ooh>. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Hey, my turn, my intro, my intro. And of course, the big bad boss, David Bay. Yo, 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 it's your boss, David Bay. Oh, my. Oh, no. Wow, this guy copying my intro again. (laughs) Yes, it is my boss, David Bay. Him swinging in from the building. Oh, the wet breaker. (laughs) David Bay, David Bay. All right. Everyone, um, this episode will be coming out on BTO Results Week, which is on the 7th of September. And we know many of you have been eagerly waiting as to whether you'll be getting a queue ticket or, you know, a decent queue number while at it. But what happens if you are unsuccessful? So today we'll be discussing four things you can do if you didn't get a BTO. But first and foremost, full credits to the Woke Salaryman who made the original post on their Instagram page talking about the solutions of what you can do due to BTO delays because of COVID and resale prices spiking because of demand. On top of that, in this episode, we'll just be talking about whether we agree or disagree with what they said. And maybe we can add in more in-depth info from a mortgage perspective. All right. Awesome. Okay. So the first, okay, I don't want to say solution. Maybe the first tip that they mentioned is that if you didn't manage to get a BTO uh, and maybe you can't get a resale flat, the first thing you can do is to rent while waiting for the BTO. And what they've mentioned is that it's better than committing to a home that you can't afford, such as a, like, you know, buying a condo or buying private property. And also, you know, when you rent less than three years, that amount that you spend on rent is usually cheaper than buying a private apartment in the short term. And if the rent eventually does become more expensive, you can always choose to move back in with your parents. So, um, Bay, what do you think about this? Okay, uh, if you have to rent, in my opinion, means you don't have the parents' option. Because if you have the parents' option, just use the parents' option. Rental, even at a super small little place. Okay, so me and my wife rented a place only the master bedroom for a thousand a month. If you do that for three years, that's thirty six thousand. Thirty six thousand is very big sum of money for a person getting a BTO. Is literally your renovation cost. And as cost of things continue to increase, unlike how Arsenal is sitting at the bottom of the table, prices are going uh, higher. Oh. Well, I saved this for a long time, Kyla. The whole morning, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, things will get more expensive. Renovation costs have increased tremendously over the past 15 years, easily. Uh, I also do construction loans, right? So I know construction costs when people ask me to do loans for them. Um, and yeah, saving that 36 
thousand in three years, and that's just if it's one k a month. If it's three k a month, that's ninety thousand easily. Would actually go a long way when you finally get your BTO. That's also under the assumption that you are going to continue trying to get a BTO, lah. Okay, I've mm. I've got two questions. Firstly, do you actually do construction loans? Yes. Wow. Okay. Brand it's new information not, for me. It's quite hard, by the way. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, and second thing. Um. Yeah. Ex- exactly right. You mentioned that. Um. You know, you used to rent a master bedroom for one thousand dollars, and you know, for three years there'll be thirty six k, and that is quite a sizable amount. You know, whether it goes to your renovation or eventually your down payment for your BTO, or even just sitting in your bank, right? It's still thirty six. Right. 000. Yeah. It is a considerable amount, but I also want to point out that one thousand a month is considered quite cheap, right? Yes. So yes, I was yeah. like, even at the cheap price, it's still a lot of money. Yeah. Mm. So can you imagine what others are paying out there that goes into the two case or three case? How much money that will be after three years? So yeah, just take note of that. So that's the ultimate issue, right? Like in terms of options, basically what we're saying is there are no cheap options. There's no or- parents option, la. As in, parents aside, lah. If the parents is not an option, then there really is, you know, you really can't expect to find a cheaper alternative than renting, which is both a good and a bad thing, lah. It's it's good in the sense that renting is relatively flexible. I I mean, I can't speak for all landlords or you know, all situations, but I think in general, if you give uh, I mean, if you, you as a tenant give maybe one month or two months notice, that's good enough actually. That level of flexibility is hard to find in other options that we are going to discuss. Yeah, yeah. Mm, so that's true. That's true. So you know, all things considered, um, it's both the cheapest and the most flexible alternative, short of living with your parents or couch surfing, You know, with friends. And of course, as a couple, couch surfing is hardly the best way to start a, you know, <laughs> a, a new a new phase of life, la. No lah. Oh, you mean to start new life or start a new phase of life? Maybe both, actually. <laughs> No, to start new life as Josephine Teo, our very wow, esteemed wow, wow. MP has said, you don't really need a lot of space to start new life. <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah. But yeah, completely agree. I mean, we've mentioned countless times already on past episodes of House to House that if you're renting, you're just basically paying someone else's mortgage. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, and as much as you can try to stay with your parents. But we also do understand, you know, there are certain situations out there where you really cannot tahan really, you have yeah. to move out for whatever reason, then okay, that yeah. I th- then that's when you have to sort of fall back on trying to find a house to, uh, trying to find a place to rent. Uh. I mean, since we are on the subject of work salary men as well, they recently wrote something about this guy went to rent out because of mental health, it helps his life, it helps his work concentration and all that. And it makes sense. It's about needs and wants, right? So if it's a need, please do it. If it's a want, please consider the finances and then if you want to then basically you pay for what you want so it's fine yeah just know the distinction between need and want if it hasn't reached to that breaking point yet renting isn't exactly the best financial option definitely yeah Yeah, so I think that also answers the question on who who should rely on this option it's basically that if you really cannot tahan your parents or parents-in-law then yeah only then then maybe consider this because renting really is a costly uh solution i think in singapore when you want to look for a place so that's it for the that's it for the first point now uh moving on to the second point they what they suggest is you can buy a flat in a less mature estate and what this means is that you know because less mature estate obviously these towns get less love but because of the lesser demand it's also more affordable as a result and 
um, what they mentioned is that Singapore is also in the process of creating mini CBDs throughout the island, which I know because basically every BTO guide, there's like a new business park in mm. each area. And currently, Ulu Towns um, may, be de- may be developed in 10 to 20 years' time, which may lead to higher prices in the future. So what do you guys think about this? Yeah, so so as someone who is getting a BTO in a in a non-mature estate, even though, as we found out, the estate is already 20 years old, like, I don't know how long more it has to wait for it <laughs> to be mature. Um, so like in Bukit Batok, the very interesting thing is that with the grants available, a resale flat in Bukit Batok almost costs the same as a BTO flat in Bukit Batok, the same size. Oh. So, yeah, so it's one of those situations where the grant is just enough to subsidize the resale flat to the point of being as cheap as uh, as a BTO. And that only happens in certain non-mature estates, mostly because I guess they want to encourage uh, people to move into there or, or whatever. So that was interesting. Uh, this interesting discovery. Lah. But I think we personally wanted something that was relatively new. Mm. And... Honestly, the the res- I mean the flats in Bukit Batok weren't that old, but seemed old. You know ah, I mean? the the it looked old. Is it? it yeah, gave off the vibe. Uh, that yeah, that, vibe. I don't know. I I don't I don't know whether it's it's a fair statement. It's not like we <laughs> went to a lot of them, but but yeah, yeah the, the amount of upgrading or the amount of refurbishing doesn't seem that often. For you're some in of ages. These. You're in ages. I mean, I'm to- total ages. I mean, <laughs> Like, like if I'm going to spend that same amount, I but it's the same thing with, with products. You would prefer your house to, you know, start off fresh. Mm. It's your so, house, yeah. not a hand-me-down house. That's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, Bay, you got anything uh, to say about this point? Yes, actually. Um, just very interestingly, if you think about it, you may strike the lottery as well, uh, if, you, if you choose this option. Ooh. So, for example, I'll use my old hood called Pongo. <laughs> Pongo uh, represent yeah 2011 right Pongo houses you can get 280k 5 room flat in Singkang 20 years ago 180k 200k 4 room flat now they are selling at 500 to 600 depending on which part of Pongo and which part of Singkang who say you buy HGB cannot capital appreciate 200% can happens to be Pongo Singkang okay more Pongo than Singkang but yeah can one you know so you may strike the lottery as well there is evidence la, of less mature estates uh, yeah. appreciating and you know being developed 10, 20 years later. 200%, yo! Yeah. <laughs> and that's 10 years ago. Just 10 years ago. Damn. Yeah. And I, I think even more so now with the with the point of um the mini CBDs because uh, like I, I, I do the BTO guides. Yeah. So many guides that I have to include in the amenities or in the future investment. But like, oh, by the way... You know, there's a purple area in the URA, but ah, yeah, there's a business park coming near you. So maybe that might increase the price. It, it, like, it's getting more and more frequent. That's the thing. It definitely and I, does. Yeah. And I think it's a bit scary, but promising also to know that you'll have this, um, this I mean, asset near your place. Look at it in other kind of examples as well, right? You, Ishun is big. Pongo is actually very small. Ishun is huge. Uh, and you stay in Ishun. That's your hood. Mm. Ishun has always been a place where prices are stagnant, not much upside to capital appreciation. Mm. But the Ishun, I think what's, what they call it, Techno Park, some, some park. La, some near, business park, however. Industrial yeah, park. The, la. That is nearer the end of Salita, that, that, that side of that corner of Ishun, right? Uh, uh, uh. 
the prices there increase. So yes, do your research. You can still strike lottery on. And your lottery, you, think, you know, people buy BTO because five years later, you kind of guarantee a 150,000 lottery. Well, who say you buy resale cannot get the same lottery? That's what I'm trying to say. Like, if you do enough research, buying a flat and less mature estate actually is something which should be considered more strongly because you get a house fast. There's still a chance you will appreciate even more than if you bought a BTO and make money mm-hmm. from that as well. And yeah. there's a chance that the business park goes near you and suddenly maybe you work there. Well, convenience, many, many, right? Super convenient, bro. So there's, there's a lot of what ifs, but you know, that's why I say strike lottery, lah. that's not a guarantee. But actually, it, it solves a lot of problems, right? I get a house, I still do not, may not lose out on the BTO, thank you government for your money, kind of lottery. <laughs> there will be a convenient business park there which equates to easy rental in the future should you do well and buy something else. So... Not impossible, you know? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people now, they more impulsively just consider where the BTO is at, like at which area and not exactly which location it is. Like they just see which town estate is in, in. Then they feel like, oh, okay, this one quite atas. Then they go. But, you know, they at the same time, they throw off any other towns that, you know, might not seem as appealing. Thing right, we should actually have an, uh, a like ask anything session or even one-on-one sessions just with Kyler and all his research on BTOs. <laughs> BTO consultant, uh, this one. Yeah, BTO consultant. I mean, we want, we want people to, to get what they need, right? So we offer it out to them, but then we don't charge money. But if you think Kyler did a good job, still don't pay him money. Donate to charity or buy Kyler a meal. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a slut for food, so please, I, I'll take... Actually, you know what? Y'all got any BTO questions? <laughs> you have any BTO questions just send it in on podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg it's as simple as that but yeah um, basically don't don't just throw off um, you know if let's say you see a, f- a flat at um, at this town where it's like, like uh, why this town a bit unfamiliar or a bit out of the way where it's not like Bishan Topayo uh, maybe even Shrengun these kind of towns but you know just just consider it fully you know uh, and how, how it might turn out in the long run Rather than, you know, just for the, I, I think for the name of, you know, having face like, oh, you can say, oh, I stay at Bishan eh, I stay at Topayo eh. But, you know, yes. 10, 10, 20 years time, you know, Bukit Batok might be the new in thing like, you, huh, Peter, I'm trying to nudge at you. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you, I actually think it will be, you know, I think Bukit Batok has a high chance. I actually, the Bukit Batok slash Brickland Road, slash Brickland, Brickland, Brickland Road slash Chachukangish, that whole link area. Yeah. I feel that if they Got develop the, the PCN and the and the parks and the stuff like that, right? Easily like Pongo, double your money, Peter. Yep, yep. Uh, I think Chachukang has a potential because Bukit Batok area is actually very naturey and, and it's just how the government wants to develop the area. Mm. So Kyler probably has the deeds. Hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Slide in my GMs. That's Gmail. Uh, okay. Uh, do we have any idea? whether this tip, the buy of flat in a less mature estate might be the best for a certain demographic? Maybe like young couples who need a house, who urgently need a house, do you think they are the best kind of uh, audience for this uh, solution? Yes. I believe, yes, true. Uh, that, because their, their income isn't that high yet. I mean, if you're mm. starting out in life, you start somewhere lower, right? Um, and you can make it your home. Honestly, staying in Pongo, I stayed in Bishan and Novena my whole life. Pongo is just really out of the way in my head. I feel sad when I think that I sold my house. I actually fell in love with the area. And, and in Singapore, really, location? Well, Pongo is out of the way, right? 
northeast line, 20 minutes, Dobby God. Really? Is it that hard? Yeah, just just yeah. give it give it a chance. I mean, after you do your research, of course, but just be open, give it a chance. Show some love to the less mature estates, especially if you really need a house. I mean, don't immediately rule them out. And of course, your finance, your financial side of it also must be okay. You know, if like exactly what Bay said, if you're not earning that much, if you're a young couple, and if you have a child, then you know that it that adds into the equation of everything. That you know, maybe a less mature estate is exactly the type of unit that provides everything for you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, uh, let's move on to the third point. The third point is the opposite. The third point is to buy an older resale flat in a mature estate. Uh, what this entails is that because it's a resale flat and especially because it's a mature estate, there are shorter remaining leases. Uh, this, may, this may make it cost less than newer flats. So what they say is to treat them as long-term leases with the full expectation that the value will go to zero in the long term. And Consider looking at your mortgage as rent. So, what do you guys think about this? I go first, all right? Mortgage as rent, I think it's fair because rent is going to be more expensive than mortgage. Um, so, I have an exact example, right? I used to be in Pongo. Now, I'm in Bishan. I bought a 30-year-old house. My mortgage, for a full 75% loan, my mortgage is about 2004 a month. Um, it's the same as renting a five-room, four-room flat, but I didn't get a four or five-room flat. I got a 1,575 square feet executive apartment. So it's cheaper. It's cheaper, right? That's not just cheaper. But at 2,400, can use my wife and my CPF to pay, right? So actually, my mortgage as rent slash no cash out every month, which is awesome. So I think that is a point that is correct, yet doesn't give the oomph that it really should have. Because my monthly cash out pay is zero. Oh, the cash-out game is zero. Yes. However, uh, older, flat, mature estate is going to be more expensive. And that means you probably need to be doing better in life or or you must have worked for like me and my wife like more than 10 years. Our CPF easily had 200 plus thousand so you can afford the down payment, right? So that is probably more... I mean, just now you just talked about what kind of housing unit, family unit is getting the, the, the less mature estate. This one will probably be a family with kids and they are working maybe my age are 35, 37 years old. And also mature estates have proven schools. Even if it's not a branded school, the neighborhood school also got proven brands, huh? like uh Poket Panjang Secondary, you know, that kind of proven brands, right? Mm. The you probably will have kids by then. And then you can also have kids going to a school that you know the teachers are not brand new. Has been teaching there for a few years already. So like in Pongo, there is Pongo Primary School. When they started, everything is brand new, right? Yeah, nice school, but your teachers are also brand new. Huh? The, yes, they will have a mish and mash of some older teachers, younger teachers and stuff like that. But, you know, if you go to a new restaurant that opened on the first day, their food may be good, but their service may be shit. Oops, can I say that word on podcast? I'm sorry. But their service may not be good because their SOPs are not done yet. Their, their procedures and all that are not, have not matured yet. So a mature estate is probably better for a family with kids. Have the CPF to pay down payment have the income and your kids actually have amenities really. Yeah. It's a proven place, uh, basically. It's proven right. itself over the years already. Wow, you so you are so concise. You took whatever I said in the past three days. <laughs> it's a proven place. It is. I mean, yeah. That's that's my job is to summarize the thing. But yeah, thanks for going into detail. I I think exactly what you said was exactly right. You know, all the different amenities. You 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 know, like um it, it's like a walk, you know, at Zita restaurants, after all the years of cooking that 
hor fun and everything where you get the what's the word ah? In, okay, okay. Walk okay. hey, yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, infusing all the flavors into the walk already. It's basically what this is, you know, and it, what you get is the result of many years of flavor infused already into that town. Yeah. And and you get the full benefits of it. You reap the full benefits of it. We build a community. What I miss most is of course Bongo became okay to me because you get used to it, but I will miss my neighbors the most. I have two boys, five and three. They have mm. one daughter, one boy, four and two. Another one, two boys, four and three. You know, it's... And then they play together. We talk a lot. And then we share like, hey, I ran out of diapers and let me, you know, that kind of thing. Like, mm. that, yeah. kind of, that kind of feeling, you probably can't get the mature estate. My Bishan neighbors are fun. They are older. And they told me, oh, um, only my youngest daughter is staying. She's 28. My other two kids move out already. Okay, so definitely not the same age group as me anymore, right? But... Mm. Oh, your children's so cute. And then there's another benefit there because the <laughs> auntie wants to play with the kids, right? Yeah. yeah. So I guess as long as our kampong spirit never runs away, whether it's younger neighbors or older neighbors, it's, it's mm. fine. Um, again, research is needed yep. because, you know, the second point, treat them as long-term leases with full expectation that the value will go to zero in the long term. Yes and no, right? I'm going to this a few estates right now, so but it's factual, right? If you get woodlands, maybe. Because the resale value there isn't that high. It's not like, you know, we talk about Yishun, hey, but now the North Point got business hub, got that kind of thing. Woodlands don't have. You talk about Jurong West, 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 maybe don't have. But then Tengah may, may, may actually change the, the scene there. I got it at Bishan. I bought it at 890k. My neighbor, although 10 years, 20 years younger, the house sold at 1.29 million. And <laughs> it's a smaller house than mine. Right? The value won't go to zero. I believe 10 years later, should I sell, I would probably, worst case scenario, sell at exactly the same price I bought. So I lost time value of money. But mm. shouldn't go to zero. Lah. You know, like Topayo Hub, Amokyo Hub, Bishan, Clementi Central, Gimmo, even older, still have value. Because Holland Village, stuff like that. So it's also pick and choose, right? Do your research, talk to people in the know, or at least have the exposure, like myself, Tyler, Peter, uh, and, and then get out, get out inputs. I mean, that's what we do here. Why we are successful as a mortgage company, mortgage master, is that we don't just count your loan for you. We value add from our experience. Hey, maybe this will be a better choice. And it's free insight. <laughs> yeah, so why not? Yeah, but I think... I. When when I read this point on um treating them as long term leases, expecting it will go to zero in the long term, I, I like the thing that immediately came to my head was like maybe flats in Amokyo that has already been built for like forty years, so they have yeah. like fifty nine years left on the lease, and I mean it might seem like a lot, you know um if you add fifty nine to let's say when you get it at I don't know twenty five, they'll be like what eighty four right when you're eighty four you're like mm. oh okay um you know maybe that is the point when. Uh, you don't exactly need to stay in a HDB anymore or you won't be staying in a HDB anymore. So I think some people are okay with it. I think that's fine. It's just that you must have it in your head that you know that if let's say you live past 84 and yep. you want to continue staying in HDB, you need to have that backup plan in mind. I think that's, I think that's just a, like a caution, caution kind of sign yep. to, right. yeah, to be aware of. I think, I think that's all there is to it. Yeah. Yeah, so basically for mature estates, I mean, like, like Bay said, I think research is even more uh, crucial mm. because I think uh, it's very easy to 
to make a choice that will turn out to be a disadvantage in the long run if you're not careful. There's just more downside when we're talking about older, older units in general. I mean, there are a lot of short-term gains, like maybe less commuting time, more amenities, things like that. But the second those become irrelevant, like say, for example, if you love having you know, like, uh, established schools nearby, 12 years later, your kids grow up, you don't need those schools anymore. Right? You know? mm, yeah, that that's a good thing. point. Yeah. Then what advantages are still there for your older estate? So, so yeah, as in, uh, research is much more crucial, I think, because it's a lot harder to get all the upsides and not risk any downsides if you don't do your planning properly. Yeah, and also remember this, um, we mentioned in Key's episode, and I think in recent news, um, there are a lot more MRTs getting built now in yep. almost every estate, right? Yep. Yeah, that they mentioned that um, almost every town is going to get a new MRT, and you know, with the new opening of the phase two of the, the brown line, right? The Thompson East Coast line. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So um, there is a lot more connectivity and this also places less centrality and importance for mm. mature estates because, you know, traveling has become easier. So do we really need a place in the center now? Is also something that you might want to consider. And especially exactly. in the years to come, you know, yeah. Yep. You, you know how crazy um, SMRT is with their plans and everything. So yeah. Ambitious, ambitious. And yeah. yeah, very ambitious. You can only figure out how many colors there are going to be on the map. <laughs> uh, now let's move on to our fourth point. Uh, they mentioned if, you know, you, you are unsuccessful in um, getting a BTO, you know what? Just bite the bullet for a pricier, younger flat. There's nothing wrong with buying HDBs that cost over 700k. But what matters, the most important thing, is the motivation behind the buy. If you can afford it, it's fine. But be careful about treating them as an investment, especially if you've stretched your finances considerably. So, yeah, uh, your thoughts? That's what I like about them, right? Uh, Works that every man. They actually remind you to make sure that you treat your finances as the anchor before you go and buy the very emotionally touched purchase of a home. Um, yep. And that, that, that's why, I mean, we all have the same values. That's why we all are friends each other. Yeah, shout out. I'm friends with them. <laughs> uh, this is, I mean, okay, so again, Bishan, because I know, I'm, I'm sorry I keep on talking about my hood, but I know them better, right? I know the area better. There is a DBSS at Bishan that just sold for 1.27, 1.29 mil, and there's my house that is a lot bigger, older, it's literally just five minutes walk away from that expensive eight-year-old house. There's nothing wrong with buying that. It's not bad, right? But you have to check your finances. There is also there are also pros and cons for younger flats. The cons are they are smaller. Literally, uh, it's built to be smaller. The and whole layout like, of it uh, is designed. Yeah, the, it's the layout. My my friend when I got my BTO, he got a BTO, he got next to Amukyu Hub. You know how jealous I was? He got a 600k BTO 5 room flat. I got a 390k Pongo 5 room flat. My square feet was 112. His square feet was 104. <laughs> put, put, put it in perspective for like uh, non-homeowners. How, how much of a difference is that? One common bedroom. It's about, two, oh, uh, about oh. no, like 100 square feet. I, I, I can't really tell what 100 square feet is. That's 10 square meters, which is 5 meters by 2 meters, which is one small room, right? Damn, okay. Um, so he paid 200k more for a smaller place because it's Amokyo and Ampongo. I get that, right? 
Mm. But then my car park lots are bigger at my car park because Pongo got more space. The running joke is, wow, you drive to Pongo like drive to Malaysia. Ah. Yes, joke about my area. I understand. But look, my car park lots, I can reverse my Outlander in no problem because also it's Malaysia. Car park lots bigger. So there's a lot of small things which, which are better and bigger because they are at more Ulu places. Mm. So if you want younger, pricier flat at 700, 800k, of course they are not meaning the younger, pricier flat at Jurong West or Bukit Batok, right? They are talking about the younger, pricier flat at the hubs next to Waterway Point, which is not my house. They are talking about those. Then you get smaller stuff. Lah. It's a give and take situation. Lah. Yes. Uh, Peter, any thoughts about this? I mean, I, I feel this is really like bottom of the barrel in terms of uh, options. Lah. Okay, why like, so? I, I think I think Woke Salary Man um, hit it right on the head by by saying be very careful about treating them as an investment. Because I think as you mentioned in previous episodes, if you start your HDB at 700k, for example, there's only so much more you can appreciate before it becomes ridiculous. You probably will not be expecting a 100% increase. Like, unless, no way, man. No unless, way. unless Singapore has really gone, you know, really that direction and, and there's n- no one's doing anything to stop it. Like. Because so, honestly, 10 years ago, we never even thought of million-dollar HDB flats. Right? So, option 4, yes, is scraping the bottom of the barrel. However, it is not no as well. Yep. Um, older couples may want to push this and get that. But my question to that older, older family, right? Or more mature family, middle-aged family, lah. okay, don't say old. If you can buy a 700k HGB, it means you can get a million dollar private loan, you know. You just buy private already. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And capital appreciation is better, blah, blah, blah. You, know, you, you get what I mean? Ooh, life hacks. Life hacks over here. Like, if you really want to buy the 700k HDB that is young, not my 890k HDB that's 30 years old, ah, different. Mm, ah. Yeah, yeah. You can buy the 1.1 million condo. Ah. Yeah, mm. unless you purposely want to buy the 700k HDB four room at Ompo, then that's up to you lah. Because mm. Ompo is near town, Novina, right? Yeah, and I think I think this is exactly why um the work salaryman put you know what matters is the motivation behind the buy, because that's really all that matters, right? It's the purpose of you buying the flat. You know, if you can afford to take a 1.1 million loan and start to head towards the private property route, but that's only if you are okay with having the size of a private property, you know? You want right. to have a swimming pool, you want to have a tennis court, you want to have a gated community, yeah, go for it as long as you can afford it. But if you are, you know, for example, if you have three children, if you need more space, if having these swimming pools or tennis courts aren't that important to you, sticking to HDB is also okay. The main thing is that you can afford it uh, mm. comfortably and you can sustain it over the years in your future. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really think that's the most important. Okay, uh, I think this is the point where, you know, the original work salary men post, um, they posted four solutions, but I think we actually might have a fifth opinion on what you can possibly do uh, if, let's say, you didn't get a BTO and you're a bit hesitant on resale flats. Uh, Peter, would you like to share this with us? Yeah, so HCB has this uh, program called the OBF, the Open Booking of Flats. The whole idea is that it's available uh, all year round. These are flats that, for whatever reason, have been made available again, and HGB is just reselling them. So they are not old flats in that sense. They are relatively new flats from BTO launches where 
for whatever reason, the person who originally balloted for them cannot take them. So what HDB's done on their new portal is they've got a entire list of these flats that they are able to put up for, for balloting. And the balloting will start on the 8th of September, which is on Wednesday. Yeah, which is one day after um, people who balloted for the August BTO would have gotten their results. Right. Yeah, so it, the timing is perfect. Mm. So uh, the thing about these flats is, of course, uh, your options are very limited. You literally have maybe one unit of this size in a certain location. And if you don't like that unit, then, you know, that's it. You're, you're out of options. I mean, let's be real. It's sort of like the rejects, right, of the launches. Um, it feels like it. It feels it like it, right? Feels like it. Yeah. yeah. So there is a reason why people who originally got their queue ticket didn't want this unit. Be it, um, like what Peter said, the views. You might be facing the car park, might be facing the drain. Uh, like in Peter's situation, you might be really close to your neighbor where you can see them parading in their house. Uh, or it could be other reasons for like... Um, you know, maybe they had their feng shui master come over and they say like, uh, not as good. Huh? But, mm. you know, that's of course based on the opinion of one feng shui master. Um, there's also things like uh, these are not available to Chinese families because the Chinese quota has been met. These are only uh, for, you know, non-Chinese options, for example. So definitely, I think more in this case, do your research as well. It's your purpose. Huh? If you want a house, if you're okay with any house, if you need a house, more importantly, it's yeah. there. The option is there basically. And if you need advice on a house, there's house to house. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I think last question. Um, maybe out of the four suggestions that the work salary man has offered, or maybe you want to include the fifth with the OBF as well, which do you all think, uh, maybe just give a very short, brief um, ranking system of the four or five. How about, yep. how about we get, we get uh, Rimming to to, to talk about this choice as well. Who's Ray Ming, you may ask? Ray Ming is Mr. He Ray Ming, co-founder of Work Salary Man and a friend of me and Peter's. Kyla, you'll get to meet him someday. I hope so. <laughs> okay, Ray Ming, take it away. Just personally, uh, for me, I would choose Plan C first, you know, buy an older resale flat in mature estates. I think like, they provide a really good balance of price and as well as a convenience, you know, uh, given the locations that people want to live in. So you get a good a good balance of, of both and what you can see as uh it's basically like renting long term so you it's kind of like a long-term lease but over like 30 40 years and this is like kind of like the norm in in some other countries so that would be my first option uh, uh option two for me would be plan b buy a flat in less mature estate uh simply because uh, i have a partner who who is quite uh particular about where we live in in singapore but if it was just me and just myself, you know, I, I'll be cool, you know, just buying a flat in a less mature estate because I think Singapore is quite a small island and unlike other cities such as, you know, like in New York, uh, getting around Singapore isn't as painful. But but for me, like the, the real game changer here is, is, is still like affordability and you kind of like uh, lock in your the affordability to live in Singapore for like the what, the next... 90 years if, if you're using this as your your primary residence and if you don't want to change your house again ever although most people do so that would be my number two yeah uh, number three for me would be to rent while waiting for a bto uh my my logic here is that you know if you rent while waiting for bto you get quite a lot of flexibility 
for example, you know, if rent gets unaffordable, you can always move back in uh, with your parents. Uh, this is, in my opinion, like the superior choice compared to buying a home you can't afford because for the latter, uh, especially if you buy HDB, you'll be stuck with that decision for five years because of because of MOP, right? And once again, there's no guarantee that your HDB flat, you know, your 700k or 900k HDB flat uh, will appreciate uh, in the future as well. So I think renting, although it's of it's commonly seen as throwing money away, it's it's a good way to kind of wait things out while still maintaining some uh, flexibility. And then, of course, when your BTO comes through, you do get subsidized housing. Yeah, in that sense, renting is like a temporary solution. And yes, maybe it'll cost more in, in the short term, but you can't de- deny that there are some benefits from, from renting. For example, you, you get out of your parents' hair. You, like, the couple gets to kind of experience what's it like living with each other. I think these are things that shouldn't be, be underestimated as well. Uh, for me, buying an expensive flat or a home beyond your means will be my last preferred option. I think there are many problems with treating your house as an investment. Number one, you live in your house, so you can't, you know, technically it doesn't generate you cash flow. Number two, HDB flats are subject to MOP, so you must hold on to this thing for at least five years. And if you overstretch yourself, you know, it's, it's uncertain what will happen within these five years. Number three, you know, uh, even if prices go up, in the housing market and you sell your, your flat at a profit eventually, then where are you going to buy your next house because the housing market is, is expensive, right? Uh, last but not least, but I'm sure there are many other reasons like uh, is over-concentration. I don't think uh, HDB flats are good investment vehicles, mainly for one reason, mostly because it is public housing and in Singapore, there's a pressure to keep public housing affordable and, and livable for like the next generation. So now you have an asset that, you know, you want it to go up in price, but also the main supplier of of your asset uh, has an incentive to also keep them affordable or at least keep the prices stable. And you know, uh, stable is different from growing. I mean, all this is, of course, assuming that you're approaching it from an angle of affordability. La. I, I'm sure there are many multimillionaires out there who who can just buy a 900k flat without worrying. And I think... Whatever I just said doesn't apply to these people at all. Thanks again to Ray Ming, co-founder of the Work Salary Man, for sharing your thoughts on weighing which option is preferred and, you know, just like ranking them so that listeners can get a second opinion as well. Uh, listeners, if you haven't already, do check out their page on Instagram at the Work Salary Man for the original post for this episode and for many, many more tips on personal finance. Alright, listeners, that's it from us today. Um... If you are unsuccessful and whether these tips are helpful or if you got any questions, let us know at podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg. If you enjoy to what you're listening to, do consider hitting that follow button. We really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, folks. Uh, I can't wait for my team, Arsenal, to get the top of the league next season. Uh, the EFL Championship League, that is. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Arsenal? Oh.